Friends, thank you for joining us this morning. We think that what we're going to get into over the next few weeks here at CPC will be a huge deal for us as a church. Last week, Carrie Gleason preached on the truth that there's a time for everything, that every season holds an opportunity for us to grow in our faith, in our relationship with Jesus. And we believe right now is a crucial time for Christians that we should be taking seriously what it means to follow Jesus in our lives and in the world. So if we want a faith that makes a difference in our lives, if we want a church that makes a difference in the world, we think there's no greater topic for us to talk about than the Holy Spirit. When I was in high school and in college, I remember teachers would start the semester by giving us a syllabus that explained what the class was about and gave us details. But to be honest, I didn't take the syllabus very seriously. I normally stuffed it into my backpack or into a folder, and I wouldn't even look at it again unless I was scrambling to find the teacher's contact info to let them know I was running late with an assignment. But I didn't pay much attention to the syllabus. However, when I got in graduate programs, my master's and my doctoral program, I started to take the syllabus very seriously. In fact, at the end of the semester, as I was writing these huge papers, I would stop, go back to the syllabus, and make sure that whatever subject I was supposed to learn, that I was demonstrating that I had mastered that subject. When you enter into a graduate program, you are committing to grow in your understanding of a specific subject. If you're going to make a career out of something, if you're going to stake your life on it, then you have to take that subject very, very seriously. If we want a vibrant faith, if we want a vibrant, meaningful church here at CPC, if we're going to stake our lives individually and together on Jesus, then the Holy Spirit is a subject that we have to take very seriously. Francis Chan, in his book, The Forgotten God, says, If you or I had never been to a church and read only the Old and New Testaments, we would have significant expectations of the Holy Spirit in our lives. What he's saying is that when you read the Bible, it's unmistakable that the Holy Spirit is critical to having a vibrant, meaningful faith and church. But that unfortunately, that's been lost. And many churches and many Christians have little expectations of the Holy Spirit in their lives. So we're going to take the next several weeks and talk about what the Holy Spirit does in our lives and who the Holy Spirit is. Today, I want to focus on one thing, that there is no relationship with Jesus without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is integral to our lives and our faith because the Holy Spirit is the one who brings us to Jesus. But before we can grasp what that means and how that works, the first thing we have to understand is this. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. When you think about the Holy Spirit, what do you think about? When you hear those words, what comes to mind? For some of us, what comes to mind is theological statements and doctrine. For some of us, what immediately comes to mind are ecstatic 
spontaneous, expressive, charismatic Pentecostal worship services. Maybe even including things like speaking in tongues and healings. And some of us, when we hear the Holy Spirit, we're just confused and we hope no one notices. Before we can talk about the difference the Holy Spirit makes in our lives, we have to grasp something profound yet simple. The Holy Spirit is God. Christianity was born out of Judaism. And the Jewish people were fiercely monotheistic. They believed in one God. And so when Jesus starts showing up and and calling himself God and making himself one with the Father, they had to figure out, what do we do with this? And then at the same time, the Holy Spirit shows up in scriptures as this co-equal with God the Father and Jesus the Son. So one of the most hotly debated subjects in the early church with the earliest Christians ended with the doctrine known as the Trinity, that there were three distinct, unique persons of God, and yet they shared a common nature, a common essence as one God. Our denomination, Eco, has some statements called the essential tenets, and they summarize historic church doctrines. And here's what it says about the Trinity. With Christians everywhere, we worship the only true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who is both one essence and three persons. One essence, one nature, and yet three distinct persons. All three persons show up in Scripture, and they show up together sometimes in texts. One of those stories in scripture is the story of the baptism of Jesus. So in Luke chapter 3, verse 21, here's what it says. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Here we see God the Father's voice from heaven. We see Jesus the Son being baptized. And we see God the Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus. They each play a unique role in this story. And they each play a unique role in the life of faith. To understand the role the Holy Spirit plays, we have to start by naming that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we are talking about nothing less than God himself. If the Holy Spirit is not God, he has no power to transform my life or yours. But if the Holy Spirit is God, he has a unique role to play in our lives. And here's how he works. He joins us. He joins us. The Holy Spirit is God with us. God with us. I've shared with you many times that at my previous church, we started a temporary homeless shelter that every winter for three consecutive months, every single night, we had 25 homeless men spending the night on the floor in our fellowship hall. One of the volunteer roles necessary to pull off this venture was that every single night we had to have two people stay overnight as sort of emergency monitors to make sure nothing went wrong and that they could contact for help if anything happened. Now, you always had a partner. 
And at the beginning of the season, they would spend all of this time training us. We had this thick manual we had to read. We had all of these training sessions. We were given all the information. But honestly, what I needed to know was I wasn't alone. You could give me all the training, all the tools, all the knowledge. But at the end of the day, what I really needed was to know I was not having to do it by myself. In John chapter 14, Jesus is preparing his disciples for what their life will be like after his death and resurrection. And here's what he says to them in John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. You see, Jesus doesn't give them a set of protocols, a bunch of information, a list of rules, and say, here's what to do. Now go and have fun. Good luck. But some of us, if we're honest, we feel that way about the Christian faith. We've been told, here's what to do. Go do it. Good luck. But that's not what Jesus does. Instead, he says, you do not have to do it alone. God gives us his Holy Spirit to be with us. In his book on the Holy Spirit, Open to the Spirit, theologian Scott McKnight says, each of us is indwelt by the same Spirit who indwelt Jesus. This is the same Spirit Jesus sent to us. You see, the Holy Spirit is not a vending machine. You put something in and you get something out. The Holy Spirit is not a slot machine. You pull a lever and you hope that you get what you want. The Holy Spirit is God with you. And if you've given your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit is with you and in you. And God is with you because he wants to do something in your life that only he can do. The Holy Spirit is God with you to love you. The Holy Spirit is God with you to love you. It is Mother's Day, and I just want to pause and say, Happy Mother's Day to all of you moms out there. Thank you for what you do. My mom is wonderful, and she has always been affectionate towards my brother and I, and she's always told us that she loves us. My dad, on the other hand, was not quite as vocal about his love for us. I can rarely remember him telling us that he loved us. And yet, when I was older, when I became an adult, I reflected back and I remember my brother and I played high school football. And every fall in the afternoons, I can remember being on a practice field at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, looking up in the stands, and there was my dad sitting in the stands watching us practice. Now, my dad was a busy man. He owned his own business. He often worked late at night and on the weekends. He worked a ton, and yet somehow he made space almost every afternoon to sit in the stand for hours watching us practice football. And, and this was before smartphones. He couldn't even sit there and work while he was there. He was just stuck in the stands watching us. And as I reflected, I thought he rarely vocalized his affection for us. Yet his presence was all the proof I needed that he loved me. His presence was the proof that he loved me. The Holy Spirit's presence in your life is proof that God loves you. 
Romans 5, 5 says, and hope in Jesus. Hope in Jesus does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Our hope is not in ourselves. Our hope is in the God who loves us so much that he moves towards us even when we're incapable of moving towards him. God the Holy Spirit makes the first move towards us. Our essential tenets when talking about the Holy Spirit's work in our lives say this, in union with Christ, through the power of the Spirit, we are brought into right relation with the Father who receives us as his adopted children. In the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. You and I are incapable of bringing ourselves into a right relationship with God the Father. But through his death on the cross and his resurrection, Jesus gets rid of the sin that stands between us and God the Father. God loves you so much, he sent his son to sacrifice his life so that you might know him. And he also, in the very same way, loves you so much that he gives you his Holy Spirit as proof that his love remains with you. The Holy Spirit loves us by moving towards us. And then the Holy Spirit moves us towards Jesus. The Holy Spirit is God with us to love us towards an on, a redeemed ongoing relationship with Jesus. Towards a redeemed ongoing relationship with Jesus. One of the things our family has done is we've moved a lot. We've lived all over the country. And one of the blessings of moving all over the country is we've had great friendships wherever we've lived. But if I'm honest, I've been a pretty bad friend. And I probably need to apologize to friends from North Carolina and Texas and Oregon and Mississippi and Alabama. I'm just not very good at keeping long distance friendships going. I'm, I, if I'm not present with a person, I have a hard time being a good friend. I'm a bad friend, but I'm a good maker of excuses, obviously. If we're honest, many of us feel like our relationship with Jesus is kind of like a long distance relationship where we've been a bad friend. We haven't paid him much attention lately because we've been so busy and other things have gotten in the way. We still love him. We're pretty sure he still loves us, but we just have not connected much lately. We often feel that way about our relationship with Jesus because we've neglected the Holy Spirit. You were meant for an ongoing relationship with Jesus. Don't settle for a half-hearted, long-distance friendship. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, it says this, When you believed, when you believed in the gospel, you were marked in him, in Jesus, with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit is a deposit in our lives, providing an ongoing, never-ending connection between us and the redemption that Jesus gives us. 
the Holy Spirit tethers us to the love of God, tethers us to the love of Jesus. The work of the Holy Spirit in your life is not a one-time thing. It is not a when-I-want-it thing. He's always available to you, always with you, always connecting you to Jesus every single moment of every single day. I said in the beginning of this sermon that if we want to take the Holy Spirit seriously, then that would lead to a faith and a church that is vibrant and transformative. But taking the Holy Spirit seriously means that he is the only one who can bring us into an ongoing relationship with Jesus every single day. So I want to give you one simple practice. I want to give you one simple practice to help you acknowledge the Holy Spirit's presence in your life. Every morning this week, this coming week, every single morning, I want you to pause, think about your day, and ask yourself this question. When do I need a reminder that I'm tethered to Jesus and his love for me? When do you need a reminder? Maybe, maybe you know that you've got a tough Zoom meeting coming up in the, in the late morning. Or maybe you know that around two or three o'clock in the afternoon, you're really going to run out of steam when it comes to dealing with your schoolwork, with your family members, with working from home. It might be something big, it might be something small, but, but what are you going to go through where you will need a reminder that God the Holy Spirit is present with you right then and connecting you to the love of Jesus? So think about every morning when you'll need that encouragement most. And then I want you to set a reminder for that time that you would pray a simple prayer. Come Holy Spirit. Think about when you will need the encouragement of Jesus with you and pray, come Holy Spirit. This is just a simple practice to remind you that whatever you're going through, the Holy Spirit is right there with you, tethering you, to Jesus who loves you deeply. Years ago, I met an old seminary friend for a study retreat in this big, beautiful mountain house. It was around Thanksgiving and the day we arrived, the weather was just gorgeous. So we went to bed that night and we woke up and it had snowed several feet and the temperatures were down in the 20s. And it was then and only then that we discovered the heat did not work in the house. The homeowner was unavailable. We could not reach him. The fireplaces had no wood. But we soon discovered that one of the fireplaces in the master bedroom was actually a gas fireplace. And that if we turned the gas fireplace up high enough and shut the door of the master bedroom, then the, then the, the room would get hot enough that we could stay in there and not freeze. So imagine two grown men in this eight-bedroom mountain house for three whole days spending the entire time in one bedroom. The owner meant for us to use the whole massive house, and yet we ended up being confined to one room, all because the heat was stuck in one small corner of the house. What if we've stuck the Holy Spirit in one small corner of the house? 
What if our faith is stunted because we've neglected the Holy Spirit? What if we've minimized the Holy Spirit to the point where our faith and even our church is spiritually anemic? Maybe we're not even coming close to utilizing the full potential of what God wants for us because we haven't cultivated an ongoing relationship with the Holy Spirit. You and I need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in every bit of our lives. If we're going to have a vibrant faith in a vibrant church, we need the Holy Spirit to fill every part of our lives and every part of our church. God, the Holy Spirit, is with you because he wants to daily love you towards an ongoing relationship with Jesus. He sustains your faith in the ups and the downs. He tethers you to your present and your future in Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and fill us. Fill our whole lives with you. Fill us with Jesus' love and continually point us to the hope that we have in Christ. Amen.